Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Say podcast. Um, it's Friday. I'm uh, Matthew Keeling, and this is um, what has been described as horrifically early um, by a singer and broadcaster in the local area who um, has bounced back. Shall we say? <laughs> um, hello, Richard. Hello. Good morning. All right. It's not too early. Sun's out. As well, it's not that it? early anyway. Like it was anyway. It was just a conversation for like a caravan or something. Yeah. Um, it's a nice day, it's lovely, isn't it? Lovely, yeah. lovely. Going for a drink after work as well. Agree. Agree. Exciting. Exciting. <laughs> Do we have to talk about the football, though? Yeah, I suppose so. Um, well, there's a couple of games to talk about, so we'll uh, we'll see how long we get, we'll see how long we get, really, because you know we've got to stop for a coffee as well, obviously, as you know now. Um, and then we do have to go to work, <laughs> and that does start. So. Um, Sheffield United on Wednesday. Difficult to say that. Keep getting it wrong. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday on United. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, it, well, firstly, they're, they're good. I thought they were good. I've heard a lot of people saying that, but they weren't. I don't. I didn't think they were as good as, as Burnley were in that second half. No, I, I think I've seen better. I thought it was good going forward. Yeah, the, I think yeah maybe, but I might have spoken to the fact that we, you know, we're still looking a little bit light in midfield. Yeah, um, it was improved as the I thought I thought Mitchu was much improved, but this I, I'm, I'm banging a banging the drum for a third midfielder again now. Uh, but well. I think they, I think they took full advantage of 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 our <laughs> our youthful inexperience and perhaps height advantage. I mean they had a corner quite early on which was like oh, yeah. there was four of their lot and I was like that's the, they're all taller than our tallest player well <laughs> yeah I said that yeah I am um, you look at them midfield and they've got Sander Burge in it who's like yeah. a proven top quality footballer Premier League with them and was great and I was surprised he was still there when they got relegated and I'm, e- I'm even more surprised he's still there now, to be fair. Yeah, well, there was talk about him leaving. Going and to Newcastle? Yeah, different clubs coming in for me. I know he cost them was 20 million when, when he. Yeah, they paid a lot of money yeah, for him. So, he was, when he looked, I mean, n- not just in stature, because obviously he's eight foot tall, had yeah. a light on his head so that planes wouldn't hit him. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, no way. <laughs> but he was, uh, yeah, he was, he was literally head and shoulders above everyone else um, in terms of quality I thought yeah, they had, had I think man for man 
I think we we held our own. I think it was it was it was it was an admirable performance in in parts. We're let down by, I think, a mixture of our perhaps naivety and. Uh, <coughs> Should we, should we address the, ele- the elephant in the room? What, the goal that was offside? The goal that was offside, the refereeing performance. Who, like, well, the... The, the referee, he started all right. He well, yeah. Booked, that, booked their, their player for a, for a foul and then uh, was, well, I thought it was quite leaning on on, on, um, on Tri Hume for his, uh, for his challenge. I thought it was... Uh, I, I thought it was just about right, I think. Yeah, I mean, for, um, I was like in line with it on on my side, so it looked it looked bad then. But the re- the first replay didn't look as bad as I saw it in real, no. in, in, like kind of full speed. But then uh, second and third replays that I saw on the on the highlights afterwards, so I'm like, God, that looks worse every time you see it. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. And then considering the re- the referee's performance for the rest of the game, I was like, I'm amazed he hasn't sent them off actually. Yeah, he got. I think he had a word with him for a little foul that he did in the, in, in the middle of the pitch about ten minutes later, and I thought he was on borrowed time and he's probably yeah. going to be lucky to stay on. But it kind of did like clip his wings a bit after that human. But yeah, that's his game. Really, he's very physical. Yeah. He's very like he will fly into tackles. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll do that. But the referee, the referee generally after that, seemed to be on a mission to. Level it up. You might have recognised that maybe he was wrong not to send him off. I don't know. I don't know what goes through a referee's mind. Probably, well, not, probably not very much. I'm, I, I don't want to give him. I don't think. Well, it doesn't look like anything went through his mind. Yeah. Um, <coughs> just like, that goal was. Obviously, I was at the other end, other end of the stadium, at it, at it, and obviously you can't see if it's offside or no, not. I had no but idea. the reaction, like, it was just everyone at that end of the stadium and players and they go, just seem to go well go on then put your flag up because he's offside yeah well I didn't I didn't say the appeals because uh, I was dealing with a bit of a family emergency at the time it's cur- just the pie <laughs> it's just the pie yeah uh, it was a pro- uh, some kind of propelled div- object from either above us or behind us uh, on the moment the moment the goal went in mm-hmm. um, <laughs> this is really bad of me but I'd, I had my gloves on I took my gloves off to check my my phone and I dropped my glove over the front seat, the seat in front of us. Right. So my daughter jumped over the, the seat to get it. And at that point, uh, Sheffield United scored, and at that point she got hit by a pie. Had she not been in that row, it would have missed. missed and just sailed over both of our heads. It's quite funny. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, we'll never speak of this. Did, but, uh, yeah, was it a full all pie? The no, it was like uh, the fragments of one, so it was like a bit of potato. Uh. Some like cheese, a, <laughs> some cheese, a slick of bulky sauce, <laughs> which um, did you eat? Absolutely reeks. Did you eat it? No, God, God no. <laughs> well, on, fir- on first viewing, I thought it was like a dirty protest, so, <laughs> which is just kind of natural, the natural thing. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I kind of <laughs> I was gonna say it spoiled the rest of the game, but the referee did that for yeah, us. Yeah, I think I um, that first goal I've of course missed because it was. Uh, an injury time at the end of the first start. Yeah, it looked really. It was just really straightforward for them. It was like suddenly they changed the sentence on FIFA to amateur and just <laughs> just sailed to us. Um, I think we just switched off after being so kind of disciplined. Yeah, they were were disciplined throughout the first half. Sheffield caught us on the hop, I think, 
where they started they were very 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 quick out of the blocks yeah um, it looked at that point very impressive and like it could be 3 or 4 nil if they'd have got you know an earlier goal <coughs> but then we we kind of came into the game and Hume had that shot blocked which was a lovely move um, and then Michu's goal took really well it was a lovely ball from Barr as well um, I, thought they, I thought they were good I thought Barr was good going forward he, he lacked quite a lot defensively which he will because he's not a defensive midfielder no. not that he was playing there but he he's very good in the opposition's half I thought yeah, dangerous he, he played probably as far forward as um, as Alex Pritchard did against uh, Stoke but was loads more effective yeah more I effective. think he is more, more effective, effective than, than, than Pritchard was in that game and he, he pressed well and he he, he he always you know he, he's got a great first touch on him so that, that gets it out of his feet straight away so he always think he's going to do something mm. um, but like defensively as you say I think I think we're still lacking um, it, it's it's a tough one because we don't have the we don't have the the, the the kind of player that we need which is a which is a Corey Evans type one that can start off attacks from you know collect the ball from the keeper or give the keeper the option to go short which which wasn't an option at yeah. all for him on Wednesday. But also to kind of start off attacks and move forward and take us ten yards further up the pitch as well. And I don't know if we've got that that kind of box to box midfielder in our ranks. If we do, he's not not ready to play yet. So I don't think we've got one. I think he obviously brought Ekwan because O Nine got a kick. He just looks so far away from being ready for this level. Yeah, yeah, he does. I'm not having to dig at him again before you. No, but the word the word he uses is raw. That's why he looks. And a lot of the players that we've signed in January look very raw. That's not to say they're not, they're not going to make it. I think he's like, the rawest of the raw. Because Mitchell looked raw. Like Bar yeah, yeah. still has that little bit of. Bar still is. Rawness in him, but his first first appearances for us were were kind of little, a little raw and a little, you know, he's he's, he's learning the game as he goes on. Same with Mitchell and same with, you know, we're not seeing a lot of him at all. But Bennett is, is 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 settling. So we've got a lot of players that are kind of works on massively works in progress and. We don't seem to have any like finished articles. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's very much an editing cue, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, everyone's on a journey, and it's, <laughs> it would be nice if some of those players were a little bit further up the road than uh, than than others. But this is where we are. This is what we're dealing with. So I, I guess, like, sorry, this is a really long no, answer. That's right. Yeah, what, I can't remember what the question. Was. Neither can I. But what Tony Mowbray said last week about needing to manage expectations. Perhaps that should have been done from from the start. You know, like yeah. This team is young. They're gonna lose games. They're gonna lose heavily. Some games they're gonna make basic errors, but they're also gonna do stuff that that really gives you a glimpse into something special that could be building, which is what we've had kind of this season. And it just it it's dis, it's disappointing. Well, it's not disappointing, but they the, the built our hopes up, and it's it's a shame it's that it's fault that we got our hopes up thinking that yeah. we might have a chance of getting to the playoffs. It's a shame that it's quite clearly going to fizzle away um, but that, it's this is fine like this is we you know we've been at pains to point out that no one's expecting promotion this year it's disappointing January's disappointing for the players more than anything I, I think and then for Mowbray because we did have a good chance six weeks ago not even six weeks ago you know Sunday <laughs> no but like we did have like you know we were in the playoff places three or four weeks ago maybe um and that January then 
really came back to bite us on the arse after a few games after the transfer window really because we, we after that QBR game we were flying and at that point if you'd have just had oh, you know what we've still got someone sort of come back or we've still got him to come in yeah. or we can freshen it up with him it would have been in our hands really yeah. um, and I, I just think it's a shame for the for the players and for, for the manager that they weren't backed in January with what they needed and, and they're going to go over this point again but the January transfer window was farcical. And you look now, yeah. no one, fair, fair enough, maybe no one at the time was, you know, upset about Jay Matete going out on loan. But people were certainly scratching their heads because he, <coughs> I think he just played for us in the FA Cup. Yeah. Had he maybe? And Possibly. it, I don't know. Evans had just been injured as well, and it was very. Strange to send him out on loan. Oh well, that it made me think. Oh well, uh, yeah, someone yeah, yeah. In. There must be a reason for everything. There's always a reason for everything in January. Every not, not nothing's ever oh, done, no, done no. on the hoof. Everything's telegraphed and like yeah. this is all planned. So I thought, oh well, that that's natural. We're bringing someone in. Yeah, we're bringing someone in who who'll naturally take away the game time that that Materi's was 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 expecting. So you know, I don't think there was a, a need for him to kind of go away and get that experience either because. He's come he'd from Fleetwood that, and he's yeah, come from... Yeah, he had, had that kind of grounding in League One. <clears throat> so I didn't see why an extra season. I can understand like someone like Jack Diamond going back out on loan because he's... Crap. <laughs> he's not gonna, well, he's still nowhere near being the finished article. and uh, like, You can see why a season in League Two or League One would, would, would suit him, but it felt a bit of a waste of a player and it just like why we're sending him out on loan just to give him more game time well, we just he can probably get that game time here if we don't sign it just we didn't, basically so. helping Plymouth get promoted there which is fine you know nothing yeah. against Plymouth but nothing yeah it's a nice thing for us to do it's like oh, an yeah. act of altruism but it's like you can see you mentioned Diamond and we're well stocked in that position really like yeah. where, whatever his position is um, and then traffic lights there were on for about four seconds it's ridiculous um, Stupid traffic It's the ones next to, well, approaching Van Tech, actually. Yeah. Um, next to DFS, of course. The, the sign of home. The Van Tech traffic lights. The Van Tech traffic Van Tech junction. Van Tech Parkway. <laughs> um, anything else to add about the game? By the referee. Well, he was abysmal. Like a, right. uh, it just, it clearly wasn't listening to my. Uh, Passionate rant on so uh, Well, maybe uh, he was. I, agree. I agreed with every word of that. I think. Thanks, mate. That's all right. I think the ref- the current crop of referees that we have in the, in the championship, they're also kind of keeping one eye on on getting a Premier League game. Yeah. Because we all know in this this industry of referees, are they fall upwards. It's it's incredible. Yeah, right? it is remarkable. Also, we should have had a penalty as well. How failure can be, um, <coughs> how can be almost rewarded for them, and. I noticed that Keith Stroud was refereeing a Premier League match a couple of weeks ago. He's an abysmal uh, human being here, actually, yeah. I think. Uh, I just don't don't get it. And maybe this crop of referees are so used to working with VAR now yeah. that they come down to the Championship game where there's no VAR yeah. and they struggle because they've got to be the ones, ones that make the decisions. I, I think referees generally are, are quite happy with not having to make that decision because it takes 80% of the pressure off them in the stadium because uh, yeah. they can just shrug their shoulders and go like 
It doesn't matter. It's going to be absolutely. Uh, yeah, and you, you, you see them doing that when the players in the Premier yeah. League go over to them. They're like, "Look, I'm checking it." Yeah. And like, almost arrogantly. Yeah. And yeah. That, it gives them a get out. It's like they are well. The computer says no. Almost. But that yeah. offside though, like. It's basic. It is, isn't it? Even if that goes to VR in the Premier League, someone's asked a question about VR. Ask it quickly later, but that goes to VR in the Premier League. Surely, the VR operative or whatever they're called. Is going, oh wait, mate. Yeah. Like he's two yards offside. And you stood in, it's a dead ball as well. It's not as if it's like players running back or running, you know, yeah. crossing over. Or It's a dead ball and he's stood offside and he's evidently gone to kick the air fair enough he's missed. But Patterson can't move because he's going to. He's thinking, well, he's going to volley it, isn't he? What are you doing? There's an arsehole there. Is that your slip road, is it, son? In a Persian. Have you got your name on it, has it? Um. Well, yeah, anyway, <laughs> referee, that, I think that's the referee. I think it is. I hate Washington, Washington slip roads, basically. Yeah. If, if you know, you know. Well, there was a lot of snow on this slip road last week. It was. It's melted now. It's good, down It's now. gone now, isn't it? Right. Um, I think just just before before we, we break for for coffee, um, the, yeah, the, the, the referee, uh, VAR wouldn't have captured some of the decisions that, that the referee made. Um, so we can't just say... He's too used to too used to the no the, the new the new way of doing things. But there was one right in front of us, like towards the end, where where Lyndon Gooch, great to see him back by the way. Um, yes, he, it is. he went in shoulder to shoulder with with one of their lads. Oh god, yeah. And the other the other guy, <laughs> kind of stepped out, like two or three yards, in order to get get a good run on doing a, a proper job on on Gooch. Yeah. Didn't bank on the fact that Gooch is quite a stocky fella. Yeah. And just bounced off him, but it. He, he Gooch didn't do anything wrong. He did everything within the rules. He he had the free kick given against him. It should it have been a corner. Remarkable. He had a free kick given against him, and I do not understand why that is. Because the other guy, you could see, he was wheeling up. He was. He may as well have taken a run up from Roker to do that shoulder barge. And he ended up with a bag on his face, but he won the free kick. Just, just uh, it, it is pathetic. The referee, I'm honestly, just a complete shitbag. Anyway, um, right, well. Uh, have a break now and then we'll come back and talk about Luton Town at home the joys I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back 
to the Wise Men Say podcast. Um, play Luton on Saturday in a game that is now, well, pretty meaningless for us, um, but quite big for them. They're, I think they're fifth or sixth. And uh, they play at Kenilworth Road, and uh, they used to be managed by Nathan Jones. And, and soon to be again managed by Nathan Jones. Yeah. He will just go back. Oh, yeah. And um, that's all I know about Luton. Yeah. Um, they sometimes play in different coloured kits. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it does. It's one season orange and then yeah. white, and then why? Can you just not? Yeah. So they're currently playing in orange and black. But I don't know what they're going to play. I'm not even bothered what they're going to play with. On. Probably not orange. Clash. Yeah, it would clash. Um, Sheffield United's kit on. The Wednesday was lovely. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, fair play, doesn't it? Should we talk about Sheffield United again instead of Luton? <laughs> um, Sheffield's nice and Luton isn't. It is. Um, I don't like Sheffield United though. I do, but well, I, I'm not going to waste time talking about Luton Town to be honest. Well, I, I, I just want to kind of pull you up on your on your saying it's meaningless for us. As, you know, there's still mathematics. Pull me up, are you? I'm pulling you up, are you? You get pulled over. No, no seriously, wants us to pull over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's meaningless. I still think, you know, a top ten finish. Mean, it will mean quite a lot. It shows it's, it puts down a marker. Um, even if we, you know, even if we can't make the playoffs, um, and then those those chances are seeming distant. You know, to have a top ten finish in our first season back in the in the championship uh, should should be seen as. as I don't disagree. Quite, I'm not. Like, I, I don't disagree. I'm just uh, I'm just not asked now. Uh, like if we finish fourteenth or ninth, yeah. I don't really care. There's still, you know, there's still Easter to come with. Right, Do we have two games across Easter? Yeah, we've got two very winnable games as well, Hull and Cardiff. And uh, you know, Saturday's winnable. There's no reason we can't beat Luton Town at home. Things like that kind of change the complexion of the of the table. And when you've got two games in a row, yeah, we're at eight points behind the playoff. I didn't realise it was getting picked up by James Ray today. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's it's not. It. I don't want to kind of rely on old old cliches of the championship, but. This is the championship, and it is exciting because teams can put a little run together. And now is oh, the we've time seen it for teams to put runs together. You know, <clears throat> we probably we maybe picked peak too soon, but nothing to stop us putting a little run together now and then seeing seeing where it takes us. No, I don't disagree. I just think it's yeah, it's ruined. <laughs> um, it's still good. It's yeah, it's just eight points. It's still good. It's still good. anyway. Fourth and January was inconsequential. Um, Luton, yeah, I'm not, I don't know anything about Luton, so I'm not going to talk about their team. But what do we do in terms of team selection? If you're Mowbray, do you freshen it up with the three options he has? Or yeah, uh, it, was, it looks like O'Nine might be struggling. So yeah, he looked where he was hobbling off. I liked, and I, I saw bits on on Sunday as well. I like I like how how Bar fits into that number ten role. Yeah, I think he's a he's a good. He's a good kind of like hybrid between midfielder and striker, so he can play it up with with Gelhart, who who does he looks better with with someone closer to him. I would play Lyndon Gooch instead of Gelhart. Would you? Yeah. I would. I would say if if O'Neill's injured, I would put. Well, that'll I probably change things. Yeah, band. that'll probably change stuff. But that's what I would. I would like to see Gooch before the end of the season get a run in that position. Yeah. 
Well, just Gellart's not our player, so I don't really care about him. So like, you know, not not being facetious. I'm just like, if he's not scoring or yeah. involved, he probably did okay on Tuesday. If he's not scoring or involved, I'm not asked about playing him every week because like, like, he's he not doing? developing for us. Like, and that's you know, he's a Leeds player, and I feel for him, and I feel that for them really because they're not getting anything out of this. Yeah. In terms of his development, because he's going to go back and probably cry all summer. You think? I think I haven't seen what he can do. It it is it's a massive pity that that a we lost um, Ellis Sims and b Ross Stewart got injured I mean, yeah. for many reasons. It's a it's a shame for every you know for everyone concerned. But it would have been interesting to see him uh, you know us play with two up top with the because he's he's the kind of player that does. Rely on playing and with his, with, you know, face and goal as opposed to with his back to goal. Yeah, and but, he, but he's doing that. He's changed his game from from what he's what he's used to, and he, he's done quite done quite well. He's strong. He's very strong, and he battles hard. Um, but that said, he's uh, scored one. But yeah, and that, that's why he was brought in. Look, it's not his fault. I've said it before. I don't think he's great. I think he's. I think he's. There's a, definitely a good player in there, probably, but it's not going to be for us and. That kind of you know, if we are going to get towards the end of the season and have nothing to play for, that's when I'm like, well, why we, why play him, play someone else, play one of our players who we develop for next season. Yeah. Um, the thing you can say about Gooch is that he'll he'll press all day. He'll he'll will he will be a pest. Yeah. And he will occupy defenders, um, which is what we've missed before. What we missed in the first the first spell without a striker. Um, was someone who can occupy the defenders and was we were just given opposition an easy ride every time the defenders were coming off you know not needing to change the kits because they were so clean yeah. yeah now at least we've got with with, with, Joe, with Joe Gellhart we've got someone who can occupy the defenders a little more um, I think Gooch would probably take that a little bit further and yeah. probably annoy the defenders and as opposed to occupy them right yeah and he's very strong Gooch as yeah. well and quick yeah so no, that's what I would do in midfield. There's not a lot you can do, really. <clears throat> I wouldn't be bringing Pritchard in at, at this point. I, <clears throat> I think it looked a bit lost when he came on. on. Yeah, I'm not sure whether like Pritchard's one of those players <clears throat> that needs to play himself back into form. He probably needs to start a game as well. Mm. And it's because he does come on, he's keen to impress, and and it's it's kind of fizzled out. I mean, he was the the performance against um, against Stoke. I thought it was just, was was yeah, he was terrible. But he did end up playing centre midfield, to be fair, which is not his position. Yeah, that said, you can at least spend a little bit of time there if you've been asked to play there, rather than just uh, being the furthest player forward. Can you play? You going to play? Nah, I'm not going to bother me. All right, well, cheers, all the best. Um, defensively, you can't really do a lot. Certainly not with the centre halves because there are only two, apart from. Um, um, Joe Anderson. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah. The, the, uh, it's very much like if a centre half gets injured, it's like when uh, Lisa bursts the basketball on The Simpsons. There'll be no team this year. That was our only ball. <laughs> <coughs> um, so, yeah, that's. Uh, do you think we'll win? Um. It's a tough one. It's really tough to call. Cause it, 
Yeah, I think uh, we might, might come away with the win. Score? 1-0. Um, will we win? That's maybe out of hope than anything. Will we win? Um, no. I think we will. I think it'd be nil-nil. Which would be quite good, actually. I can't get pleased. We did ask for some questions. As long as Luton don't bring any pies in. Well, there's a rail strike, so probably not oh, going to well. be that many of them. Um, got, did ask for some questions. We've got none, non-football related, except uh, Paul Wright, who's asked, is there any way to improve officiating in the Championship apart from VAR? Or is VAR the only option? Um, I don't want. I don't like VAR because I... It takes too long and they use it incorrectly and it's it just winds me up. But I don't think they're going to get better without it. But that said, they are still get things wrong. Mm. Like they'll, It's happened in the Premier League twice on the same weekend. The Arsenal-Brentford goal, which was just offside, the referee and linesman missed it. It went to some dickhead on a TV watching it, paused, and he still missed it. So, what's the point? Lines, the linesman, by the way, on that on that west west side of the pitch, he was the one who missed the missed the offside, yet was able to see a foul throw from fully sixty yards away. God, yeah. So, yeah. so his eyesight's not that flawed. No. If he's if he's managing to see things like that, it's just it's just cheating at this point. Well, well, they just they just, just... ask for cons- consistency, <clears throat> and I said I said to her. Uh, a, a bloke I used to work with who supports Sheffield United I think he was as bad for you as he was for us but he just happened to be bad in the crucial areas yeah that's probably not a bad shout actually uh, so but I suppose in that way he is consistent consistently so, shit my issue and it's fundamentally with it with referees is that they they mark their own homework mm. effectively they're being regulated by referees former referees the head of PGML is a referee. Who is it? Yeah. Wait, is it Howard speak? Webb? Because he's an awful I think man. It's, I think it's, well, he, I don't know if he's like king of VAR, the VAR czar. He might be. I oh, know. I think. I think Howard Webb. He used to be Keith Haggard, who's obviously a former referee. It, the 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 people that decide are referees. It's not independent in any way. No. I've I've kind of thought for a long time. Why don't we just swap our referees with like France's referees for a bit? For a bit. Then see, see, if, see if it improves. Yeah. See, Remember see. when the Scottish referees went on strike and they got them from like, um, like the Scandinavian leagues for well, like the weekend? Temp, temps. Yeah, yeah. Like freelance refs. Well, that's a good. That's probably a good idea. Because I think, I don't know. You've seen like earlier on in the season with um, you can let me in. Better. Um, <clears throat> Patrick Roberts, like, yeah, was it the cup game where? He'd, Against Shrewsbury, where oh yeah, he just got wiped out. We wiped no. out because of his dive, and well, not because of his dive, because of the way he fell. The referee kind of had already got a, a, a decision made in his mind that he wasn't going to give it. So maybe that kind of bias. You, you needs you need someone like with distance from the game. Yeah, I agree. To to make to to be, kind of make the decision with a cool head. That like, I can't remember seeing a good referee performance. And the good referee yeah, performance are the ones that you don't talk about. I suppose, yeah, but you're always what you've been. You always, always we always yeah. talk about them. We always find ourselves sitting here. I mean, you, the thing is, VR you, with VR, you're still talking about them. So, uh, hey, um, I don't like VR, and I don't think 
because it, I don't think it works because they still make mistakes because at the end of the day it's still operated by the same morons that make the decisions on the pitch um, Scooter Boys asked uh, if you're on death row what would your final meal be? Steak and chips Right, is that it? I would go for that as well but I'd go would you not have a I'd have how would you have your steak done? Uh, rare. rare Yeah, rare Blue. I had a blue the other day and it was amazing. Yeah, it's, it's great. Like, yeah, it's really good. Um, I like a blue steak. You got you got to get the sear right, basically. That's, oh yeah, that's yeah. that's the key to a steak is getting the sear right because. I would I would go for steak and chips or an incredible burger. Yeah, but it has to be one that you can eat. Like yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you can't, I don't want sauce all over the top. I just yeah. want a, a, a fantastic cheeseburger, some chips. Yeah, you know, a side of mac and cheese maybe because it's you know it's like that. And then I'd have like a, I'd have a. Um, my favourite dessert, weirdly, is uh, I really like lemon meringue pie. They're really good, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd take a tiramisu. Love a tiramisu. Like, yeah, agree. Love a tiramisu. Uh, I'd have a pint of Stella before I was executed. Um, uh, is I oh know we've asked that one. Um, what Daryl Gray's asked what I'm getting my mum for Mother's Day. Well, she listens to this, so I can't tell you that. Yeah. Um, he has asked though, will I celebrate St Patrick's Day with uh, a cold Irish pint? Yes, I will, but I do drink Guinness anyway. So the pubs tonight will be full of people pretending to like Guinness, which is quite annoying. Yeah. Uh, hi. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>, Oliver. <laughs> I'm driving tonight, so. Hopefully, I can get a, a pint of Guinness Zero because it's delicious. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's yeah. really nice. It is good. Um, and Hazy is asked Have either of us been to Luton Airport? I haven't. No, but is it where they used to film? No, it's not. Airline. Is it? Yes. Is it where what's his face from? Uh, like Stelios. Stelios, yeah, because it's easy jet Luton, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. that's what I thought. Yeah, that's the only exposure I've had to Luton other than watching. Um, other than watching games on um, on on TV, I don't think it's as good as Humberside Airport. I don't. Well, I don't think Luton. I've been Northampton's not far from Luton, is it? Uh, no, I don't there's think. A, so. There's a rivalry, isn't it, between Northampton and Luton? I don't know. I've been to Luton once, and it's uh, yeah. It Watford and Luton. Watford and Luton don't like each other. Yeah. Maybe that. And Luton and Millwall, is that thing? Or have I just made that up? You might have made that up. But Luton, for me, I'm not. That's a that's a terrible smell coming from somewhere. Yes, I think someone's had a um, had a burnout of their tires. Oh, that stinks. That. Um, Max has asked, "What's happened? I having fun at the footy." Oh no, because that's in reply to someone else. Because oh, yeah. I was whinging about, um, I was whinging about the stupid torch thing on Tuesday night. What was that? Um, I what don't was know. That? I, I, was it a, a, I think Wednesday did it once against us. So why did we do it against United? Because it's pathetic. It looked ridiculous. It is pathetic. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Connor's asked. Connor said hi, uh, and he said, "What's your favourite part of the year one, and why is it the stretch between the Angel of the North and Team Valley?" Well, it isn't. What are you talking about? Because because he just he literally said that. Grind me up, yeah. Because we are here now. Um, Fucking annoying. My issue is the they've done this before. They did the bit from between Team Valley and um, I'm just going to pull out here. Because no one's gonna fucking stop. Right, here we go. Um, the they've done this before the stretch between um, Team Valley and the next junction up towards the Metro Centre. Right. They, they added an extra lane. Did loads of stuff to it, but they they made that extra lane just a, a mile long slip road to come off the Team Valley. A waste so, of time. So if you're driving along it, you have to merge with the rest <coughs> of the traffic anyway. 
and people won't let you in because they think that you're pushing in, which 80% of the time I am. Yeah, he is. Twenty percent of the time I'm going to Team Valley. I but, can't confirm. But they're going to do the same here. And they, they don't want to get scientific about it, but increasing capacity on the roads does not create less congestion. It creates more cars on the on the road. And that's proven. So whatever they're doing here, do it's going to help. Do you want to wind the window down? Tom? I'll happily tell them. <laughs> the first time I've seen some tossers working on it. To be it honest. is. Uh, it is actually. To be fair. No, the well. They're not even working on it, they're just walking up and down oh, looking well, at things. For Greg's. We've made a right mess here, lads. <laughs> it was supposed to be the year 19, wasn't it? Oh, <laughs> shit. Um, uh, I think that's it. I, don't, I can't see anymore. I don't have another favourite stretch of the year one. Well, I don't. But I know it's not this. It's definitely not this. Um, is that it? Um, this is good audio. No, uh, that is it. Um, right. Uh, someone will be back after the game on Saturday. Well, I'll be in the pub, but depends if I can be bothered to do it or not. Yeah, get, that car is brown. It's yeah. the same colour as the Heronade. That's terrible. It's like a kind of a. It's brand new as well. Why? It's the kind of car that would be issued by the social services, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's brown. Why would you? It's like, so you've someone's gone into a showroom and gone, "Can I have that car? But can I have it in brown, please?" Might be like a. It looks like a bit of a latte colour. It is horrible. She's picking her nose. Yeah, she's picking her nose. And I think she was aware of the fact that we were ragging on her car. Um, right. Uh, Someone will be back after the game on Saturday. It's probably me. Um, and then uh, I'll buy a ticket for the show, please. Yeah, they're selling um, really well. So, like, get in quick. Yeah, get in quick. It's the 27th of April at the Customs House in... Um, Shields, and it's uh, a celebration of the 50th anniversary of 1973, and we're joined by Vic Hallam to um, discuss that, which will be nice. It's, uh, I think it's, I don't know, I can't remember how much it is. It's 12 quid or something. £12.50 <coughs> book and fee, so it's 15 quid all in all, but the, worth the, every penny. Book and fee does go towards the restoration of the customs house. All oh, right, okay. Hopefully that's done before. Well, that's what they say anyway. Hopefully that's done before the show then. Um, but yeah, read the stuff on the internet. And uh, Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday. And uh, do remember ultimately that everything is completely pointless. Thanks for listening.